Welcome to Coffee Talk with Linda Davis. I'm Linda Davis. Before we dive into God's Word today, just a little about myself. I love Jesus. I love coffee. And I love sharing keys to abundant living. So, if you haven't already, go grab a cup of coffee and join me today as I talk about trusting the process. How do we trust the process? We see the finish line. We know what the goal is. We know what the purpose is. We're driven, but there's so many obstacles along the way. How do we trust the process? How do we quickly let go of those things that frustrate us that are what I guess I would call speed bumps in the road on the way to the destination you're trying to get to? How do you do that? How do you stand in faith that really, eventually, everything's going to work out in the way that God intended it to work out if, and if we could just underline, capitalize, bold, italicize that word, if we know that we have been obedient to God's commands and walked in righteousness in him, then we can't change anything anyways. But we allow these things to frustrate us. We condemn ourselves at times. I should have done something different. If I had done this, if I had responded that way, if I had moved quicker, if I had gotten there faster, if I had said this, if I had not said this, when we really sometimes just have to let go and just have faith that God knows what he's doing, he's working out what he's working out, and we will get where we are supposed to be if we trust the process. Trusting the process when we're walking with the Lord is basically standing on a rock, on a path, on a promise, I guess, that is unshakable. It's unshakable. Everything else can be shaken, but the path God has us on to reach the destiny that he desires to us to be at, that is unshakable because the destiny, the promise, it's unshakable. Now, everything else around you might get shaken and it needs to. I mean, God basically promised us this in Hebrews chapter 12, verse 27. He says, yet once more, which means we don't just go through one thing. Have you ever said to yourself, why is it always something? Because there's more to be shaken. That's the short story. Yet once more, right? It indicates the removal of those things that are being shaken as of things that are made, that the things which cannot be shaken may remain. That's why we have to trust the process. We have to trust that God knows better than we know what can't remain. And if it does remain, it's actually going to hinder us when we do get to that place of destination. It's going to trip us up. He knows that already because he knows the end from the beginning. So it's actually when we have difficulties, frustrations, obstacles, even, you know, bigger things than that, but I'm kind of talking about the smaller things. He knows that the area of response we have has to be refined. 
And really, when we're going through those frustrating things, when we're going through those obstacles, our responses tell us a lot about where our heart is in actually trusting God during the process. When we are trying to figure out what we could have done differently, how we could have maybe um, caused things to move along quicker, when we could have um, protected a hurt, stopped a situation, um, excelled this, accelerated a situation, we're not trusting God. And our response to, I would even say our response to the smaller things is a bigger reflection of our level of trust than our response to the bigger things. They all are all-encompassing, but I feel like it's the smaller things that do more of a refining in us and show us the small areas of our heart that really we have overlooked but need to be dealt with. And the word tells us we have to trust God in all things, in all things, from the very little to the biggest thing that seems the most impossible to us, right? Psalm 62 at verse um, eight tells us, trust in him at all times, at all times. That means in every situation you find him in. It goes on to say, pour out your heart before him. God is a refuge for us. He understands we're struggling through a situation. He didn't bring it to us just to watch us, just for his entertainment, so to speak, just to watch us struggle. He brought it to us to refine us. He brought it to us, like Hebrews 12 tells us, to shake everything off of us that's got to go. Or we will never step into that promise that we're looking to to attain that sometimes seems so far away and we maybe blame God about that when he's really waiting on us, waiting on us to be moldable, waiting on us to be bendable, waiting on us to be breakable in him so he can make us and mold us and shape us into who he originally intended us to be. The word tells us that he knows the plans he has for us, right? The final outcome of what God has for us, it's glory, it's goodness, it's hope, it's unfathomable riches, really. And I'm not just talking about, you know, materialistic things, mansions, but it's, the fruit of our labor being good. And it's just knowing, and he will, these things will be poured into those people he can trust with these things, like going into the promised land. And we know that God, God showed him, told him what the promise was going to be down the road. I'm going to give you this land. It will be filled with milk and honey. You know, when when should they actually have gotten the promised land? Who should have actually possessed it? We don't know. We know Moses never went in. We know a lot of the Israelites had to die off. Why? Because they didn't follow his directions. They were not obedient to the Lord. They basically had attitude. They were um, very self-focused. 
very easily put out the minute something didn't go their way. And I, what I would guess I would say self-made setbacks. I mean, it took them 40 years to reach the promised land. And by time they actually got there, how many of the original people that left Egypt actually went into the promised land? Of the original people, not many at all. I would even say probably just Joshua and Caleb. I haven't researched that, but that's what I would that's what I would think was just Joshua and Caleb. That's not many out of how many that left because it just was a continual thing. I mean, you know, every other week, basically, they're mumbling and grumbling. If they're blessed, all is well. If they're not blessed, if they're inconvenienced in any way, then, then it starts up. And it's a reflection of none of them trusting the process. When God clearly spoke to them, like, I'm giving this to you. And some of them, like Moses, he believed God, absolutely, but he also would not follow God's direction down to a very small detail. You know, we might think that's, especially people today, we would think that's ridiculous. Well, that's just ridiculous. That Moses should have been allowed to go in. I mean, look at all he did. That You know, we have a mentality of the good outweighing the bad, and that's just not how God works. His ways are not our ways. And we have to yield to that fact that his ways are not our ways and we have to trust his process. And typically the process is always more difficult than anticipated. Like my husband just had knee surgery and he ended up, well, when they went in, there ended up being things in there that they didn't realize were in there. So think of this in a spiritual perspective, right? We start, we start dealing with an issue. God reveals an issue to us and we start dealing with it. And then we realize like some ugly stats coming up. There's more in there than we actually realized. That's what the case was with my husband. There was more going on with his knee than was first realized. So it was good they got in there. It was good it was done. But now his recovery wasn't going to just be six or seven days because he was just having a scope. That changed. He's in his fourth week now. And actually, as of this recording, he's at physical therapy right now. You know, it, it's been a very slow process. And one thing him and I have been saying, but when it's all done, it's going to be so good. He's a runner. He hasn't been able to run for years. He's going to be able to run again. He's going to be able to do what he originally could do, but he couldn't do because the knee hadn't been dealt with. And that's how it is spiritually. God's wanting to go in and scope out some stuff from our hearts. And he already knows there's stuff in there that we don't see that has to come out. And it's not going to be pleasant. It's going to be a little painful. It's going to take a little longer than we anticipate. But if we'll stick with the process, if we'll trust that God knows what he's doing, then we will be on the other side of it in freedom, in healing, in strength, in standing, obtaining, attaining the promise God has waiting for us, each one of us. And there are different promises for each one of us. But he has them for all of us. 
and he's just waiting to hand them to us. I mean, let's just start looking biblically at the process that some of the people biblically had to go to, go through, right? Joseph's a good one. I mean, his promise was given to him years before he ever attained it. Look at all the character building, character testing details of Joseph's life, right? Abraham too, really. I mean, any any of the great men of God and great women of God, they went through some stuff because their character had to be refined. Their character had to be tested. You know, even Paul said, I'm not there yet. And I promise you, none of us are there yet. Right? He, he says I'm, in Philippians chapter three, I'm not there yet, nor have I become perfect. But I, right, I'm pressing on, I'm continuing. I'm gonna go forward. Let me actually look that scripture up. It's in Philippians chapter three, verse 12. Not that I have already attained or am already perfected, but I press on that I may lay hold of that for which Jesus Christ has also laid hold of me. I do not, my, I do not count myself to have apprehended, but one thing I do, I forget the things which are behind and I reach forward to the things which are ahead. In other words, I forget about what happened yesterday. I forget about the mess ups. I forget about the hurts. I let it go. And he's not saying it's easy. It's a process, but it's also a necessity. I mean, look at all Moses went through. My goodness. Had to walk away from everything. Never mind Jesus himself. King David, the disciples, it's amazing what every warrior, um, kingdom builder, kingdom changer, biblically, that we can see their life played out. And so many details aren't even in there. So many details aren't even in there. Like if you watch The Chosen at all, you see where they add details in to kind of show us the daily struggles of the disciples' lives and Jesus' lives. Because there's no way all those details could be in in the Bible. So it's not like, oh, if it's not in the Bible, it didn't happen. Now, they had daily human struggles, even though they walked with Jesus day by day. I love that. So we're going to have struggles too, but we don't beat ourselves up about them. We forget them. We put them at the feet of Jesus. We repent if necessary And we move on in that trust and in that faith that God is working it out on our behalf, especially in our hearts. And if our hearts are already tenderized in a place, then he's preparing a heart that we're headed towards. Sometimes it actually has nothing to do with us. It has to do with the place we're going, the people we're going to. You know, a lot of times we're just focused on self like I say this a lot to single, to single young ladies. Yeah, like because a lot of times somebody, especially if they're not married yet and they already thought they would be married, right? They start feeling like something's wrong with them. What is it about me? And actually, you know, if you're walking with the Lord, you know, uh, keeping yourself in a place of holiness, pursuing your relationship with the Lord. You have no compromise in your life. And maybe it's not you at all. Maybe you're good. And the person that God has for you is being worked on. And if you meet them before that due season, 
then it's going to get messy. So it's the same thing with just other life situations. God's purpose is to bring you to a place, bring you to a people, bring you to a position where you're pouring out to a people, whether it's a workplace, whether it's a ministry place, whether it's, you know, uh, out with the moms in the neighborhood, what, whatever it might be. If you're not there yet and God showed you and you know you've been walking in obedience, you know your heart's been yielded, you know he's done a work in you, then he's preparing the people he's sending you to. Again, we have to trust the process. And it really is different for all of us. And we tend to compare to one another, right? If you've raised children or you're in the middle of raising children, if you have more than one, you know every child is different. Well, so is every child of God. So it's a different process. It's a different walk with each and every one of us with some foundation that remains the same, just like in raising children, right? And, that, and some expectation is the same, but we may respond to each child differently because we know that child and we know what works with them and won't work with the other one. It's the same with God. He knows us. He knows what will work with us that won't work with somebody else. So when we're wondering why God isn't doing this to them over there, it's because maybe this to them over there would destroy them, or maybe they just don't need it. Either way, we have to trust the process. If our focus is to simply just know God, know the Lord, if that's what we make our focus, instead of our focus being reaching our destination, our focus being attaining that promise of God. If the promise, the destination, the uh, purpose, if that's our focus, then we're gonna, we're gonna miss, we're gonna have obstacles. But if we just want to know God more, I believe everything else plays out in its due season as we trust the process. We hear the Holy Spirit guiding us step-by-step step along the way, and we probably save ourselves a little bit of time. Maybe we don't spend 40 years wandering around in the wilderness, wasting years, wasting precious time. Maybe we'll get to our promised land faster if we just desire to know God more today than we knew him yesterday and have our ear to his heart hearing what he's trying to tell us. Paul says in Philippians chapter three, verse eight, he says, yet indeed, I also count all things lost for the excellence of the knowledge of Christ Jesus, my Lord, for whom I have suffered the loss of all things and count them as rubbish that I may gain Christ and be found in him, not having my own righteousness, which is from the law, but that which is through faith in Christ. I really like, and that's the New King James Version. That's typically the version I'm reading from. But I do like, I jump to other translations at times. And I like the Passion Translation for this particular verse. It says, to truly know him meant letting go of everything from my past and throwing all my boasting on the garbage heap. That's powerful. That's how we're going to know God. We can't have any pride in us. We have to let go of the hurts. We have to be willing to expose our hearts to him. We have to cry out to him every single day. I just want more of you. I don't want what you can do for me. 
I want who you are. And I promise you this, as you pursue that, to just know who God is, you will find out he's not who you think he is. He has a different facet. It's like a diamond. You know, every angle you look at, you see another, you see another portion. You see another way. Every tribulation you go through, you learn more about God. You see an aspect of him that you probably wouldn't believed before you had gone through that trial, before you had gone through that obstacle, before you had gone through that frustration. He's constantly revealing another, another portion of himself another angle of himself, another paradigm of himself, because he really is not who we think he is. And that's why we have to be in constant pursuit to know him more. And we must always stand firm, have faith, and trust the process. 